Good morning and welcome into the podcast network here at risefmohio.com. This is The Session and I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries back in the studio again. I can't tell you how proud I am of you being able to climb those stairs. <laughs> yes, thank with you. With a broken hip and everything. That's mm-hmm. just, wow. Yeah. Uh, God is being very kind. Did I tell you I, I saw the x-ray? Oh, yeah? Oh, my. And there's a reason why I'm in the behavioral sciences. (laughs) And not the (laughs) medical medical sciences. (laughs) I almost passed out. (laughs) But I have basically an 8-inch rod that goes through my femur up into my pelvis. And then because the femur apparently is somewhat hollow, there's also a type of plate or in my femur that is kind of like a pipe. And so the the screw comes down the, from my pelvis and into that pipe. And so, like my golf coach told me, he said, you might be stronger coming back than you were when you went, <laughs> before you broke it. And if the doctor that did the surgery had a sense of humor, there's a tennis ball in that hip socket right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or a small golf ball. Or a small or, or golf ball, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. so we are going to wrap up our conversation today, we hope, <laughs> about 13 essential things that a mom can teach her son. And I, I've looked at this as a really important thing, and when I saw it, it's a focus on the family piece, and I just thought, you know, this is something that we've really got to do. And, Dad, you're not going to get off that easy because there is a follow-up to this, That's 13 right. essential things that a father can teach their daughters. Mm-hmm. So you're next. So don't uh, <laughs> or don't feel left out. Yeah, don't feel left out. You're mm-hmm. next on the hit parade here. Mm-hmm. But before we dive in, we're going to turn back to God's word and take a look at the book of Proverbs in chapter six, verses twenty-two and twenty-three. The Bible says, "Their teaching will guide you when you walk, protect you when you sleep, and talk to you when you are awake." The law of the Lord is a lamp, and its teachings shine brightly. Correction and self-control will lead you through your life. And I know, Tom, you mentioned last time that the self-control part is what jumped out to you. Well, it's true. It's also part of the fruit of the Spirit. The evidence that the Holy Spirit indwells us is that we would have self-control. And and when we had mentioned that earlier, and it had jumped off of the page at us, it was because of our lack at times. (laughs) At times, when it, because it's a fallen and damaged world, we are human too, and there are times when we don't respond the way we should. Exactly. So the first six things that we covered are on last time's episode, and you can catch up on that at the podcast network at risefmohio.com, and they included safety and affection, how to be sensitive, boundaries, meaningful conversations with girls, and prayer and reading God's Word. Now we're going to turn to these remaining seven here today, Tom, and we're 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 going to be stretched to get these in, but I, yeah. we're going to try. We're well, going to try and, and focus on the family stage, Scott. I thought this was really important. Boys are active and have plenty of opportunity to learn what it means to have self control, and self control has been proven. This is really interesting to be a predictor of future relational and professional success. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Interesting. Take the young man as an example who may be suffering from ADHD or ADD those guys and they don't know it but they may not be getting the opportunity to work on self-control as others could well it's interesting in ADHD there's a strong theme of its impact 
on relationships. So you look at it and you think, you know, they just don't get relationships. Well, they're too hyper, they're too wound up to develop them. And we just think they don't have any socialization skills. When in fact, there might be a real medical reason that they're not. Right. I think that's what's important. So we're going over 13 essential things that moms can teach sons. And Tom, we turn to number eight, which is wisdom. Wisdom is so critically important when we look from a scriptural standpoint that as we seek our God, there's wisdom in a number of counselors. For a young man who's wise enough to, to learn from others, how great that is. I will always be thankful that I learned from my mom's brothers a whole lot more and from my pastor than I did from my parents. I'll always be thankful for that. In fact, just had been thinking about my, my Uncle Phil and God bless him. So I just emailed him. And I said, you know, I just want you to know I was thinking about you and I miss you. And he took several days because he, was, he didn't see the email. And he doesn't always, 92 years old, he's pushing it to be tech savvy. And, right. So anyway, when he does return it, he ends it with, from your favorite uncle. <laughs> That's how he answered it. And, and he was right. And he, he addressed it to two of my favorite people. Kathy and I. Oh, that is is just a, a real powerful piece of it. That when we can learn from them, I think it's really good for young children to learn. How about the decision making process? Is so critically important that they learn wisdom and discernment in that. Here's an interesting thought too that that I have often said. We have talked about compliant children before. I honestly and, and believe it or not carefully, I don't think Dr. Dobson will hear this, so I can say no. <laughs> I think he has a, and this is a respectful way to say it, I think he has a different definition of compliant children than I do. He sees it in some ways more positive than I do. I see it more so as compliant children don't have the ability to think and have that discernment in their decision making. Their first reaction is, I'm dead meat. (laughs) Or if I do this, I'm going to be up crick. You know, I'm going to have problems, so I'm not going to do that. When, in fact, they don't step back and they think logically the potential consequences. You know, when I taught school and, and when I've worked with elementary and middle school children, I've oftentimes talked to them, if you do that, you'll likely lose control of what's happening to you. And that means... If you're the cause, you're going to lose control. If you cause that problem to happen, you're just thinking, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'll pull that student's chair out from behind them. And they fall and they break their arm or bone. or They face those consequences. Do you want to lose control of what happens to you? Whose decision do you want it to be made? That's when we begin to discern and when we include how Scripture or God is in that picture. It's a good thing. And that's something that moms can teach their sons. Yeah. In part because of how moms have that built-in relationship manual. Exactly. Yeah, and the way they would manage it with their children could be very good. Now, this next one I'm going to find very interesting because I know you, I know you're not a mom, full disclosure, neither am I, but I'm going to be curious to see how you feel about this one. Competition 
in comparison? Because I see this as a potential minefield right. for the mom that wants her son to be athletic or the mom who was athletic and therefore the son should be too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can see this being a, a, a minefield for both mom and son to negotiate. When you help your son learn to be confident in who he is and that he does not need to act tough or be the strongest and the most successful or the most powerful to have worth and love. When you can teach that, how many children try to find their approval by performing? I've got, I did pretty good in that concert. You could have done better. What's that do to them as they view themselves? They want to be approved of. They want to be accepted in this caregiving relationship of these really important people. But if it's, if it's conditional, based on performance, then they see themselves based on what they do, not who they are. We want them to know that they are created in God's image and that he was emotional, he was loving, he was caring, and that that's who he is, irregardless if your son's playing a sport or playing the piano irregardless if he's drawing or not or can do as good as, as other people that age. Because anytime that, in, in my opinion, when comparison happens, we are beginning to have that conditional approval, which is a slow-growing cancer. We don't want that. Heaven forbid we would compare one of our sons to his sibling. Especially a son to a daughter. Right. I, I could see that being just an absolute oh, yeah. disaster waiting to happen. Because they are gifted in ways that young boys aren't. You know, their their brain development <laughs> is ahead of <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I thought there was something you said, Tom, that that was very interesting, that to be confident with who he is, which means he's not going to be the next great wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He right. might be the next great restaurant manager right in in your city so we have a cause and effect relationship happening here but we want to make sure we get the right cause to get the right effect so if he thinks his self-esteem is going to be there because he is the next great wide receiver for the Bengals then he may be missing what's really important about who he is that he not only was created in God's image, but he's a royal priesthood and a holy nation to our God. He's a very special person that Jesus went to the cross for and that that's important for him. And he realizes that. Now the effect is whatever he's going to do, he's going to do it with a lot more confidence. And it's not so life-threatening that if he's not successful, it's something he tries because he knows who he is. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really good and really important. Number 10 in our 13 things that moms can teach their sons is leadership and humility. There are plenty of arrogant and self-serving people in the world today, and unfortunately that's true. But moms can teach their sons the attractiveness of strength of humility. Genuine humility is a key ingredient in a person's healthy character development and tends to lead to success and relationally, professionally, uh, more successful. So when, when we go back to the, that thought of being more self-serving and arrogant, it's been said, um, it, I guess I could, I could probably approach it this way. 
one of the personality disorders of narcissism is actually, some research wants to say, related to a person's low self-esteem or self-concept of how they see themselves. So they need you to tell me I'm good so we can believe it. And so if you get off track and you're not telling me and I'm a narcissist, oh, no, no, wait a minute. Uh, it's about me. Well, you, did you know I actually did this and I started this business? And do you know I actually won the tennis tournament when I was, and you know, it, it's all, that's the thing that we're talking we want to see not happen. So consequently, you know, when we're talking about I am okay in my own skin, I know who I am in Christ. So my self-concept is good. So if we look at what happens to those people in research where they enter into what Dr. Dobson calls the most critical decade in a person's life, the 16 to 26 decade when so many critical decisions are made that will set the foundation, a tone for the first half of their adult life. Those kinds of decisions then, they enter into them with more confidence. They enter into them with more vision. They actually have higher performances, likely in, in college. There are lower issues with depression and anxiety and other mental health issues. And they're more likely to be successful in life. And that's so. all from the teaching of mom. Exactly. That's huge. All from the teaching of very, mom. Very, very important. Number 11. Now, this one I find interesting because this, I can see this being a trap too because you don't always know i'm not really sure how to say this so let's unpack it how to handle weakness well it's true so focus on the family says weakness gives opportunity for the growth of humility and the strengthening of a person's outlook their grit and character weakness truly has the capacity for someone to be made strong that sounds very biblical if we talk about that in scripture we can go into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I think it is Paul is talking about, in my weakness, in my weakness, you were made strong. Well, again, if we could work hard right there to allow my weakness to be okay. Well, that can take the form of being humble. But what we're also doing is, I realize I can't do it on my own. I've got to call on you. So consequently, that becomes really good. We begin to get, have the opportunity then that we are more successful because we're more riveted into what God's will is and we're following it on a closer level and we're not running on our strength, which is, again, another recipe for burnout. Right. So we're finishing up the 13 essential tools moms can teach their sons today on the session. And number 12... Oh boy, here we go. This is one all by itself. We this have all Yeah, this is a session. show all on its own. Yeah. Moms can teach their sons about emotions and feelings. Growing up, I think if my mom had been left to her own devices in that relationship manual inside of her, we likely would have had more opportunity to be emotional and to develop that part of us. Because we didn't, and I say we because I don't I don't believe my brother did either. Because he was under the wrath of our dad, too, that you want to cry, I give you something to cry about? Mm-hmm. Didn't take long to figure out, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to cry, yeah. 
But see, and mom was unable to talk about how she felt because dad ruled the roost. And mom was also part of that healthy Hall family that I so quickly embraced what they did for me. Now, Focus on the Family says here that moms can teach their sons to be comfortable having and talking about his and others' emotions and feelings. And that, to me, is such a big part of it, is just being able to express the emotion and the feeling that doesn't involve striking out at something or hitting a table or punching a wall. Right. No, I've never done that. Um, <laughs> not this week, anyway. Um, being able to talk through those things. Right. And that is so important, talking through them. See, when we might be punching something, we might be uh, having a meltdown of sorts. That's a reaction to what we're really feeling. This is going to sound like a cliche, and, and it sounds like something a counselor would say. Okay. I, I, I admit it. <laughs> to use your words. Use your words to talk about how you feel. Tom, that sounds like something a counselor would say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I confess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so part of that, though, is, you know, I, and I've probably shared this a lot of times, one of the fundamental things when a person is not connected with what they feel, they're not aware of it, I help them become aware of what they do feel. And that's why we've had conversations about my couch. I'm, you're sitting on my couch. I'm not going to go out and buy a new one regardless of what you tell me. But are you comfortable or uncomfortable sitting on that couch? I'd say about 80% of the time they're comfortable. <laughs> and if they fall asleep in the middle of the session, you know you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, comfortable. And we take them from what makes you feel comfortable. And when we're talking about a relationship issue or something else, well, you said uncomfortable. I believe you. But what made you say that? Well, you know, I was uncomfortable when he was saying to me what he did. And maybe he was crossing his boundaries. Well, how did that make you feel? And then, see, so we begin to develop a process. We begin to download an app in between their ears that they can go through those steps. And all of this, again, I've been saying this all, all, all day here. It, it all goes back to mom. It does. It goes back to mom here. And I'm sure in a couple of weeks I'll be saying, see, it all goes through dad. <laughs> so. But these are these are things that moms can impart to their sons, and there are things that dads can impart to their sons, too, and I'm sure at some point we'll talk about that, too. All right, number 13, we made it. We did. We made it. Respect in yeah. relationships, and this, to me, ties back to boundaries that we talked about last week, and it ties back to what we just talked about in emotions and feelings as well. That whole idea of respect is experienced. And when it's experienced, when we sow respect, if mom sows respect, she will reap it. And when she reaps it, her son is learning it. That's a great combination. And moms will, will reap that when their sons grow up and they respect their mom. They take care of them when mom gets older. And, you know, they see that coming back. Mm-hmm. They see that coming back to them and the biblical concept of honoring your father and mother. Am I kind of taking that to the far extreme? I think I agree with you, but I probably am triggered by that comment because I, I, I grew up with that. It was like a demand, honor your father and mother. All right, well, don't 
take your kids and then, treat them like trash either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then teach me how to do that. Yeah. And that, that's where we kind of cycle back to with what mom can teach you about respect. Today, Scott, my wife and I today are living in the celebration of that mutual respect that we taught them and has come back to our way. When we were down in, in Florida with, with our son, his wife, and their kids, an interesting story, maybe we have time to close on. Our grandson, Crew, he gets this email from his teacher that his mom is aware of. She read it, and she said to Crew, I want you to come in the house and sit down. I want you to read this email from your teacher. And his immediate reaction was, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> well, I'm not, not me. So to understand Crew, he's very calm, very level-headed. He is very uh, a deep thinker. So we're sitting in the family room. Mom gets him her phone. She begins. He begins to read the email, and here's his teacher saying all these wonderful things about him. And so Crew is reading, kind of like a monotone, and how. He had gone to a special needs student and volunteered to be his helper and has helped him with anything that they need. And his teacher just loved it. So Crew gets to about the last two lines of this email. And all of a sudden, this great big grin breaks out on his face. And he's thinking, this is actually good. (laughs) (laughs) And so you'll never guess what we did that night. I'll bet we celebrated. Yes. (laughs) And crew designed the celebration. And he's really great at that. We had some awesome ice cream with these chocolate chip cookies that you know were heated up. And, oh. You know, oh. And that's how you wanted to celebrate. And it was the celebration of success that his dad had learned with us. And so it, it all started, mom and dad sowing that respect. Right. And how do you do that? It comes back with... You know, and that probably, I could just imagine your son and, and his wife are probably just beaming and chest stuck out and proud of their son. And, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And just to yeah. see that. It was awesome. You know? Yeah. So there you have it the 13 essential steps, the essential things that moms can teach their sons. And we also know that in this fallen and damaged world, Tom, there are some sons that didn't have the benefit of a mom. Right. Or maybe mom is not in the best place to impart those 13 things. Then perhaps sitting down with a Christian counselor can be beneficial to help you build those building blocks in for those for those sons so that they can then develop that into, into their families. How can they get a hold of you to start a conversation? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And remember, you can always keep up with what's going on with the session and past episodes on the podcast network at risefmohio.com.